Thank you for listening and welcome to the Life Radio Show, a proud member of the SJ Network and Realm of the Mist Entertainment. I'm your host, Don Smith. This week, we meet and talk with comedian Alex Valuto. We come up with a new concept for the podcast, and we talk about some serious bubble bouncing. If you enjoy the show, like and follow The Life 1069 on Facebook and Don Smith Comedy on Twitter. Or tune in live on Tuesdays from 7 to 9 p.m. on WWSU 106.9 FM. Or you can stream the show live at WWSU1069.org. The brutal presence overwhelms me. The brutal presence overwhelms me. The Life Radio Show is now brought to you in part by the Nurses Guild of Florida, experts in home health care. Go to thenursesguild.com for more information. This podcast is part of the SJ Network. Go to s-j-network.com for more great podcasts and for contact information on publicist Steve Joyner. All right. Hey, welcome to the Life Radio Show. I'm your host, Don Smith. We are uh, we are doing more Zooming. It's, it's, it's been an interesting day. I spent most of it in a uh, PIV pit trying to uh, find out why it was flooded. So <laughs> nothing like being underground in a, uh, a, a large pit that's still taking on water. It's, 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 it's fun times. I would recommend it to anybody. But uh, I'm glad that's over with. We got the pit drain, figure everything out, and now I'm back on the radio. So let me welcome my guest to the show, uh, joining me via Zoom, uh, Alex Valuto. Hello. Thanks for having me, Don. Did, did, did I pronounce that right? You did. Okay, good job. Good, good, it's good. Italian. Uh, I, it's, when people go Valuto, I also like it because I feel uh, more Latin. Yep. Can you give me two seconds? I, I am on call for work right now, and as oh, soon no as I problem. start this, they call me. So we'll we'll edit this <laughs> crap out. <laughs> if this is a telemarketer, I'm gonna be. So uh, <laughs> this is Don. All right. Never mind. Okay, that never happened. We are back. <laughs> I, I hate being on call for that reason. I know. Let me mute this thing, and if it's an important call, they'll call back. They won't get me. And then they'll have to call my boss, and he can deal with them. So. <laughs> That'd be an interesting radio show format: is uh, have a yeah. guest on, but then they just listen to your phone call. Yeah, they listen to my work calls. <laughs> I'm not upset at all. I would listen to that. That'd be hilarious. Yeah, I might keep some of this in for that reason. It's just it's this is why we call it the life. The, the things happen. Life right. happens. And, <laughs> It never, you know, it never gives you a break when you're on the air or when you're recording. It's always, right. <laughs> it's always, if, if 2020 has taught us anything, it's that we mm-hmm. have no control over any damn thing. Right. That's good. This, <laughs> this is representative of, of our life. And that's, uh, that's why and I called the show that. In that spirit, I will be worse as the show goes along. Perfect. Perfect. Be, yeah. Yeah. Just, just like life is. Right. Right. Yeah. You get, you get slightly worse. You know, the bills pile up, you know, you get more and more stressed and eventually uh, we'll retire toward the end uh-huh. of the show. And then we'll both, we'll both uh, probably like minutes into retirement, we'll just be done completely. And that's, yeah, that's, <laughs> I like that. When I thought it was going to be an optimistic take on life. Right. <laughs> The same outlook on life that I have. Right. It's a, well, I'm a comedian too, so it's yeah. <laughs> it's it's that depressing. Oh, this is what life is. Awesome. Yeah. 
<laughs> Let's make fun of it. <laughs> I feel like we do life backwards anyway. You get all the stuff that you should get when you're older as a baby. You get all the treatment That's that you true. want. And then even when you're older, you have all the freedom that would have done you some good when you had a body that worked. Right. Yeah, we, we, should, we should retire in the middle of our lives and exactly. then work at the ends. Yeah, because your life at the end isn't good anyway, so you may as well work. Right, you and, might as well be in a board meeting or something. Uh-huh. And you know more by the end of your life to do good work. That makes total sense. Yeah. You should, you should spend your, your like 20s and 30s, and I'm going to say 40s because I'm in my 40s and I still don't want to work. You should spend all that time retired. Exactly. And then once you once you turn fifty, go get a job and work till you drop. Mm-hmm. I I am in total agreement with that. That we need to. I think by that logic, we should that. just bring back child labor, right? Is that right? How it because works? they're you know they're young, they they can handle it, you know. Uh-huh. And then once you reach eighteen, you get to retire until you're fifty. Yeah, and when you're young, you're like too dumb for school anyway. Right, you're not. Yeah, you don't, you don't want to be there. But when you're older, you like want to know stuff. It's all backwards. Yeah. Whoever I mean, came up with it is up a tree. I ab- I absolutely agree. I mean, I mean, I, I I understand like infants would have a hard time, you know, holding down a job, <laughs> you know. But they, I yeah. have coworkers that cry about as much as they would. <laughs> That's <So. true. laughs> infant yeah. performance reviews would be funny. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Listen, you're always crying. You spend a lot of the time on the job asleep, and we yeah. have some serious business that we need to do. Yeah, yeah. It, that's that's the the infant performance review. Mm-hmm. Who's a cranky boy? You're a cranky. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna do that. I have a one year old, and every quarter now, I'm gonna give him a performance <laughs> review and uh, see if I'll right. continue to keep him at Valudo Enterprises. Right, right. Or at least, you know, you doctor pay every now and then. You know, you're, you're eating less this month because you did not perform as well. My, my infant expectations were not quite met. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> need to see a little bit more of you around the house and around the, around the office. You need to, yeah. I don't know, step up your infant game. Yeah. That's, we allow naps at my place of work, but my son does not take advantage of that work perk anymore. <laughs> That's yeah. another thing you get early in life that you don't appreciate. That is very later. I would, I All would love nothing things. more than to be able to take a nap in the middle of the day at work. You've inspired me. I'm going to figure out at what age you deserve, what privileges, and then I'll, I'll try and send it in to, is that a Congress thing? I don't know enough about. I don't know. I don't know. I think they. Uh, I think they're mostly infants already. Right. So, yeah, I don't know That's if they'd we'll be do. able to. I don't the, know if they'd the government be to, should be run by babies. That is. We're already <laughs> on that. We're already on that plan anyway. I feel like so. Right. <laughs> we may as well just take advantage, and you don't have to pay them much. Maybe that's what this is. This whole time. Uh, the president's just needed a nap. I think so. He's he's trying to stay up late. He's cranky. Right. He doesn't want he's to take a nap. bags under eat. his eyes. He's always throwing a tantrum. Yeah, that sounds about right to me. He kind of got a baby body, too, a little bit. 
Yeah, like, yeah. Proportion and wise. And half the time he looks like he's just learning to walk. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the way he stands, he's like trying to figure it out. It does look a lot like my one-year-old trying to learn how to stand up right now. Yeah. Yeah, Listen, just, I'm an amazing stander. <laughs> yeah, we're just witnessing the president taking his first steps. It's... Uh-huh. <laughs> All right. In that case, I can forgive the first four years of this. Right. <laughs> Maybe by the end of this, he'll be in first grade and learning how to read and write, and it'll be fine. Yeah, that that could, yeah, because once he learns to read and write, I think things would go a little bit better. Uh-huh. Yeah, that's that's the problem is we're stuck now with the, you know, he's he just, he's fighting that learning curve at every corner, you know. He very much likes to show us how he can write, yeah, even on yeah. blank pieces of paper. That's <laughs> <laughs> Look at me, Daddy. I wrote my name on this piece of paper. I'm hard at work. Yep. Yep. I can drink out of a big boy glass. He said it was great. <laughs> All right. I don't usually get new favorite on this show. Theory. Oh, I know. Let's stop. We'll but make sure. But <laughs> that that was fun. I enjoyed yeah. that. Well, while you're on the show, Alex, how about we talk about you for <laughs> sure? <laughs> Uh, I'm a big me, fan of Trump. That's the first thing you need to know about. I, ga- I gathered that. I gathered that. That's that's why you had a child of your own. Yeah. Right. I'm seeing a lot of the same behaviors. Right. Got he's, a, he's one year old, so about half, midway through uh, this president's term, you, you decided, see, it would be cute to have a little baby. Uh-huh. And then you had one. So. Yeah. I like, I, you know what? I saw the way things are going in the world and I'm like, you know what? I feel okay bringing another person into this and uh, <laughs> just got it done. You know? See, that's exactly the reason I never had kids because I yeah. saw the way the world was going. I was like, and it oh. was really indicative of my confidence in our commander in chief that <laughs> I made that decision. So for any of you upset at me for what you may have construed as being against our president, just know right. I I'm for him. Right, right. Because, yeah, you're, you're confident enough that you'll bring uh-huh. another life into the world. And, mm-hmm. Yeah. That's, that's the ultimate confidence in, in, the, in the administration right there. Exactly. So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so tell me a little bit about yourself. I mean, we know you have a kid, but t- uh, what made you want to start in the stand-up comedy? Uh, I always just liked – I don't know if my story's interesting in <laughs> what made me want to start. Um, but I just always would watch stand up when I was even like a little kid, like five and six. I would, who was your Who was your favorite comic at five or six? I would watch the beginning of uh, Seinfeld, the little stand up bits he did. I also loved Victor Borga. You know Victor Borga? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That was my jam a lamb when I was five and six. Nice. Playing upside down music—that's still great. I still think that's funny. So that just goes to show how much I've matured. Perfect, perfect. Well, you're, you've de- you've developed in your career then. Uh huh. By not maturing. Yeah. That's. I that's, think that's uh, the key. Right. <laughs> See, that's the problem. On the life radio show, it's to not mature. Right. That's that's the problem I've had this past year. Is I, I haven't performed uh, stand up since January. Mm-hmm. And I've just I've grown a lot, and I need to I need to revert back <laughs> if I'm ever going to get on stage again. Which actually tomorrow night I'm getting on stage for the first time again tomorrow oh, night. Oh no way! 
And I realized, How do you feel about that? Uh, well, I realized last night that I don't remember anything that I used to talk about. <laughs> yeah, it all seems kind of trite now. <laughs> yeah, it's like, well, what what did we used to find funny? Because it's probably <laughs> don't not you hate same. traffic when people went outside and drove? <laughs> Didn't you hate that? Yep. So I was in the bar the other night. <laughs> but can't go to those anymore. Well, I have to find something else to talk about. See, that's the fun thing is I'm starting out a show that's actually in a parking lot of a bar. Oh, there you go. It's, a, it's it... an outdoor show in a parking lot. Okay. Is it um? Is it uh one of those where they honk, or are they outside of their cars? I think they're going to be outside of their cars, but I don't know. I haven't I haven't done this show before, so I don't know. Mm. We'll see. We'll see what happens. I guess I'll be surprised when I get there. If mm-hmm. Just have a bunch of people sitting in their cars honking. Yeah. Which, I mean, that could be nice. I don't know if they're honking because they're laughing or if they're honking because I just said something that upset them. <laughs> they might hate my guts, and I'm thinking I'm crushing up there. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> I haven't done one of those shows, but I I would hope that the honks translate to the kind of laughs that I know, like. Right. Certain kinds of horns sound like a drunk white girl at a bachelorette party. <laughs> I want that honk every now and then that breathes uh-huh. in and squeaks, squeaks yeah. and snorts. I want to uh-huh. uh, honk snort. <laughs> if, you- <laughs> if anything good comes out of the pandemic is that they should redesign the car horns to be different kinds of laughs for right. comedy shows. Yeah, they, they should be, they should be uh, personalized. Yeah. They should match your your laugh voice. Uh-huh. Mine would sound like the Wicked Witch of the West. <laughs> I've also been told my laugh sounds like that uh, Jabba the Hutt's pet in Star Wars. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Perfect. That, that's that's yeah. not me putting on airs. I just sound like a little alien pet witch person. <laughs> I'm going to write down little alien pet witch person. That, <laughs> that may be a episode title for us tonight. There <laughs> you go. What was it? Little alien type witch person? A little alien pet, pet. witch person. Pet. Yeah. yeah. Okay. There this is go. how I name my episodes. <laughs> something random comes along and be like, that's going on there. So. <laughs> How long have you been doing stand-up? Uh, about six and a half years now. Oh, cool. So a little while. I, I haven't been as... I've spent moments where I wasn't quite as active like this past year. doesn't really mm-hmm. count. So Yeah, that'll happen. <laughs> but, uh, 2019, I hit it pretty hard, so I was kind of looking forward to a break. <laughs> oh, man. I actually, in... in uh, January, I decided I was going to take a little break from comedy because I've really been wanting to get back uh, to theater. And of course, I take a break from comedy, and all the theaters are shut down. So yeah, and comedy shut down. And so it was really a lose lose situation. Yeah, pretty much. You made the right be. choice. Yeah, that's that's why. At least I have the podcast and the radio show. Yeah. So there's there's something. There's some outlet there. Do you ever think about patient zero? Like the person that ate the bat? Like, because you can survive COVID. And I just think if they did survive it, they must feel very awkward right now. 
Yeah, I'd imagine. It. But do they know? Are they? Are they? Do they know who patient zero is? I don't know. That'd be interesting to find find them. Yeah, because I mean, it could be that there might have been multiple bat eaters. That's true. <laughs> might have been some weird, like Aussie kind of garden party or something. <laughs> I like to think that all those people were trying to be healthy. They're like, you know what? Bat is kind of a lean meat. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. you know, not a lot of fat. And I'm trying to slim down and be healthy. So, right. If they would have caused a global pandemic. Yeah. If they would have cooked it better, we would not <laughs> be in this shape now. Yeah. That's the problem. <laughs> <laughs> we needed Gordon Ramsay over there in China to like critique the bat <laughs> cuisine. Well, yeah. I don't, I don't mean it's a matter. I don't think it's a matter of spices. I just think, I don't think it <laughs> yeah. was well done enough. There was undercooked. Still too much. Yeah. They yes. got it. Undercooked. You don't eat bat rare. Right. <laughs> of animal. It's a rare bat. Yeah, that's just, that's insane is what that yeah. is. You got to make sure it's cooked well. You have a good outlook. I always thought it was bats in general, but you're saying it's just poorly cooked bats. <laughs> right. I mean, I've, uh, I, I haven't eaten bat. I can't say for sure. But mm-hmm. I'm, I'm Me neither. I, I'm judging I've, unfairly. I've eaten some weird random animals before, but, you know, they've always <laughs> oh, yeah. cooked well. Uh-huh. <laughs> I mean, I, I've eaten raccoon, I've eaten possum, squirrel. Squirrel's kind of like a bat, only without the wings. There you go. Yeah. And, and you didn't make everyone unemployed right. when you did that. <laughs> right. That's how bad that bat was, that it unemployed everyone. Yeah. See, is I've never I, eaten I, a cheeseburger that's made someone lose their job. I I probably have before. <laughs> I've probably eaten a cheeseburger that that very well could have cost somebody their job. (laughs) I'm trying to imagine that scenario. I I am too. I'm sure there's a way it could happen. (laughs) That's yeah. That's again, probably because it was grossly undercooked. Yeah, probably. Yeah. That could, you could lose your job if you're serving raw meat to customers Mm -hmm. like that. Yeah. I'd have probably ate it. I've, uh, I've left a one-star review on the Wuhan wet market on Google, so I feel like I did my part to <laughs> really hold them accountable for what yeah. they did. Oh, yeah, that's that lets them know. Uh-huh. Yeah, that's... <laughs> you know, one star, your bats are undercooked. <laughs> Maybe you should get new management. Right, exactly. Yeah, they, uh-huh. they need to... Uh, they, they definitely need a better kitchen staff. Yeah, for sure. Oh my gosh, yeah. real and, negligence there. And meat thermometers, because uh-huh. you got to cook your bat to an eternal temperature of at least 150 degrees. Which the ironic thing is, every meat thermometer you get, what does it say on it? Made in China. <laughs> so what in the world is going on? Right, they should have had them in abundance there. <laughs> I know that's where they're from. Did right. they ship them all to us? Keep right. They sold every single one, <laughs> and now they're undercooking their bats. And, and yeah, yeah, their their biggest <laughs> export now is the coronavirus. <laughs> nice. <laughs> it's it's changing the world, though. It's, you know, uh, I can now see where our commander in chief is coming from when he calls it the Chinese virus. <laughs> Also, Kung Flu is objectively funny. I think yeah, that's hilarious. Yeah. Overused, but yeah, it was... Yeah, uh, it's hack now, but if right. he started it, 
that was great. Oh, I don't think he started that. That would, oh, that yeah, would give him, true. that would be way too clever. <laughs> <laughs> He's got a writer's room of Yeah, he he heard that on like up. he heard oh, that yeah. on Fox News or something. And that's, <laughs> that's hilarious. I'm gonna write that down. I'm gonna use my that big boy marker. <laughs> Get my big boy marker. That's uh, a crayon. That's <laughs> big boy marker is a crayon. That's <laughs> <laughs> but he's 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 rich he's president he's got the big set he's got like the 36 color crayon set mm -hmm. that we, we us poor folk couldn't touch when we were in school oh no yeah we're actually all richer than him do you know that we're like well, yeah like, pretty are much. you are you <laughs> I, 400 million dollars in debt i am not and i am I'm like not, ten thousand dollars in debt so i'm I, richer yeah. than the president yeah, I'm not in debt at all to the Russian mafia at that. So <laughs> <laughs> that's great. So you're so, killing it. Yeah, the worst that's that can right. happen to me is they repo all my stuff. They probably won't break my legs. Yeah, that's why we should vote for Trump because we can all feel good in comparison <laughs> to his financial situation. Yeah. Once that came out, I'm like, okay, I can empathize with you now a little bit. Like that must be rough being almost half a billion dollars in debt. Yeah, that's that's harsh. I mean, how do you get out of that other than uh -huh. uh, become the leader of the free world? <laughs> <laughs> that's now it makes sense why he's like, this is the only way I can figure this up. Yeah, yeah, because it, he's gonna he's gonna draw a salary the whole for the rest of his life. He's going to have his own armed bodyguards. This Secret is the most money the he's made ever. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but it's the it's the only job that hasn't quite gone bankrupt yet that he was uh -huh. running. <laughs> He's a guy that like didn't shouldn't have started his own companies. He needed to be an employee of a company. Right. <laughs> I studied entrepreneurship in college and I realized like, oh, I don't want to do any of this. <laughs> I want to I want to work for someone who's already figured this out. Right. There's no shame in that. It's easier that way. It's it's a yeah. lot of work doing it yourself. Uh -huh. Yeah, it is. I wish somebody had told me that before I bought a comedy club, you know. It's <laughs> oh, like, wait man. a minute. There oh, are I didn't know you're the owner. I was talking about Funny Bone, and that was probably like nails on a chalkboard to you. Oh, but, no, no. Funny, Funny Bone was a great place to perform. I don't think they've reopened yet, though. Oh, yeah. What club do you own? Uh, Wiley's. Wiley's. Okay, that's awesome. Yeah, well, I'm I'm one of the owners. There are three of us, and I'm trying oh, cool. to get the other two to take it over. <laughs> <laughs> and this is how they're figuring it out. <laughs> yeah, this is. They'll listen to this episode and be like, "I knew he was up to something." This whole time. <laughs> I I wish I wouldn't have heard it from this com comedian. I didn't even heard it here before. But right, this guy yeah. that played the funny bone last time he was here. <laughs> <laughs> the guests from the funny bone, and now he doesn't want to be partners. What's going on? What's he? What's he up to? <laughs> I hope he's not in debt to the Russian mafia. That's that's the worst part right there. Which I mean, some of these banks are close. Yeah. <laughs> so we have. I don't think we've really talked about you much at all. Oh no, just our commander in chief. <laughs> yeah, but somehow somehow it keeps going back to that. What else? <laughs> Yeah, like like many quote unquote comedians of my generation, my take on Trump is what makes me original. 
Yep. Like like so many others. <laughs> yeah, I'm the only one that is saying any of this. <laughs> um, yeah, I I live in Utah actually, so lucky. Luckily, our our club Wise Guys has been open at reduced capacity, so I've been able to perform to a certain degree. That's good. Yeah, that's good. Uh, Wiley's yeah. reopened back in June and we're really reduced capacity. I just, I just haven't performed. I haven't mm-hmm. felt like getting on stage. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It all, you do realize like the only take to have that I've found is to count your blessings of what's good. Good has come from the pandemic. Cause if you do any of your previous material about stuff that doesn't matter anymore before the apocalypse, it doesn't make any sense, but yeah, taking that, like I, I talk about how I love to wear masks and even as much as I can on stage because as an ugly person, just the pandemic has been a huge boon for me. Yeah. Well, that's, that's, that's what I keep thinking is a lot of the people that refuse to wear the masks are the people that could benefit the most from them. Oh, I know. <laughs> It's like that George Carlin joke that he started his Carnegie Hall special with about uh, people that say you shouldn't have an abortion wouldn't be the ones you'd want to sleep with anyway. <laughs> yeah, it, ma- it makes sense. But yeah. no, th- if, if you think about it, if they were wearing a mask, they could convince people that they had all their teeth. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> I know. It's real cocky. It's so cocky that they don't want to wear a mask and you look at their face. And yeah, like, oh. but so why wouldn't, why weren't you already? That's I know, <laughs> which is what I've loved about it. I'm like, I should have been doing this the whole time. <laughs> a mask and stand six feet away from everyone. How about let's make it 50 feet. Right. That's where I look my best. <laughs> from a from distance. 50 feet Check away. From a distance. Way over there. Yes. The I'm like the third line down on the optometrist chart. <laughs> that's yeah, you're, you're the 2060. That's, yeah. Yeah, yeah. If you look at me, I look fantastic at 2060 vision. Or <laughs> Makes sense. We, we uh-huh. need to, yeah, we need to gauge that. We need to, that needs to be a new standard. Yeah, and I know this is a radio show, so whatever you're picturing I look like you are correct. That is exactly what I look like. Yeah. And they, yeah, they know (laughs) Uh (laughs) my, my audience figures these things out. Yeah. They're, they're so used to visual gags that I do on the show that they, they they know what's happening. I talk about pictures I see in the news stories and it's like, yep, they figured it out. They know. I like the radio shows that have the topless women on the on the audio version of the radio show. <laughs> yeah, that's that's always fun. We tried uh-huh. to get that to happen a couple times. Well, you don't <laughs> even have to have them do it. That's the that's the secret. <laughs> yeah. But, okay. Well, I was well, I wasn't trying to get it for the benefit of the listeners. It was <laughs> oh, I for see. me. <laughs> okay, I see how yeah. it is, Don. Yeah, yeah, I'm just a, I'm a pervert. <laughs> <laughs> closest I ever got was Scotty Mays took a shirt off in one of the episodes and one of the live episodes in the studio. So, I mean, I'm not wearing pants right now. I don't know if you've been able to tell. I've, I could hear that. Yeah. Yeah. A little <laughs> bit too. 
a little bit talking too freely over here. Right, right. It, well, you, yeah, you can hear the freedom in somebody's voice. This is mm-hmm. this is America. Mm-hmm. We can we can hear freedom. Uh-huh. Yeah, you can tell. <laughs> <laughs> we can we can hear something anyway. <laughs> and you know what? I've already canceled myself, so it's okay. Perfect. Well, yeah, they, they, well, you, you beat them to it. You beat them yeah. to it. That way they can't because that takes the satisfaction away and then they don't even want to. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I really should have asked your permission to take off my pants on this radio show first. But uh, Well, we, we all make assumptions sometimes. It's, it's, yeah. okay. it's okay. I shouldn't have assumed. Thank you for forgiving me and understanding. <laughs> yeah, I, I, won't, I won't cancel you. Thank you. Because you're on my show, and that would right. you know, That'd be in fact cancel my show too. So, <laughs> yeah, we're in this together at this point. Right. So. Your new radio show should be exclusively canceled people, and that you make them listen to your personal calls that you get. I think I think we're on to something. There, yeah, there, there is go. a podcast for every every <laughs> weird niche out there. There should be <laughs> a, a podcast to where I interview canceled performers, but I don't really interview them. They just listen to my work phone calls. <laughs> the depressing thing about podcasts is if you were to search for that, there's probably a hundred of those <laughs> already. <laughs> they all share the same two listeners. They just yep. hop back and forth. That's their, Why are there that so their, many of these their, yeah. for so few people that care about this? <laughs> yep, that, that's just that's the way it is. It's uh, yeah. You can, With you that can being said, everyone should listen to my podcast. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you, you're a comedian, so I assume you do have a podcast. Right? I do. <laughs> I didn't for a long time. And then the federal comedians and podcasting division of the government came. They, yeah, they, put the, they can really put the pressure on. Yeah, they threatened to, to bring me in. So I, I have my obligatory podcast. I do actually like it. And I'm sure there's a hundred others that are doing the same thing, like I've said. Right. But I, uh, I interview people that I meet on Craigslist. I offer them a free lunch on Craigslist and then I meet up with them at a restaurant and uh, talk about whatever. <laughs> Just random people? Yeah, random people. And That uh, the actually first... is a great idea. I yeah. like that. <laughs> yeah. And I haven't been murdered yet, so that's which, good. Which is, well, you're meeting them in a public restaurant, so it's Yeah, that was part of the that's part of the the thing of it. Yeah, I had a uh, uh, Michael Wells, one of the local comics. He used to do a segment on my show. It was actually a thing he did on his own for YouTube, where they would go through when when uh, Craigslist still had the uh, what were they the personal ads. Mm-hmm. He would go through. It was, it was called uh, uh, Craigslist Book Club, and he would go through and he would read some of the most ridiculous personal ads you would have on there, and then <laughs> he, then critique them. Mm-hmm. And it was <laughs> super fun. It was, it was <laughs> him and his partner. They'd they'd be in their in their boxer shorts and their robes in front of a fireplace with a pipe, uh, sipping on some bourbon and uh, going over these uh, Craigslist romantic uh, entry ads. That's so funny. <laughs> I should go to that section next. Right, that's uh, a, that's where you meet them, them. Confront them to their face about their. <laughs> do do they still have the personal ads like that on Craigslist? I haven't. 
Oh, I, I haven't know. posted one in weeks. But <laughs> man, if you think Tinder is bad, wait until you venture into that cesspool of <laughs> Craigslist <laughs> personal ads if they still even exist. Yeah, that's there were I I looked through them just for just for giggles, and there's some really crazy stuff that people are into on there. Yeah, before I got married, I got catfished by a Russian bot in one of those. So nice. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and that's is that who you married or is that I'm still not convinced she's not a Russian bot. She's a bit too supportive and loving when she shouldn't be. I'm like this is Oh yeah, that's yeah. Yeah, that's totally that's totally mm-hmm. funny. <laughs> like you're into this? I don't I don't buy it. I think you're after my personal information. <laughs> Yeah, you just want my bank accounts, mm-hmm. bank account information, <laughs> and my mother's maiden name, and then you're gone. I know uh-huh. how it works. I've seen it play out a thousand times. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I found it suspicious when that was the first thing she asked me on our first date was all about my mom's maiden name. Right, right. Well, that's yeah. I got that from an email first. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I went ahead, and that that was a criteria to go on the on the blind date was that I had to provide that information. So, you know, that, we had fun, though, you know. There you go. I still talk to him every now and then. <laughs> <laughs> <sighs> I, think we, <laughs> I think on that note, we need to take a little break. <laughs> All right. <laughs> uh, so, I, so I can uh, get this radio ready uh, or ready for something anyway. Uh, but, hey, <laughs> what are you saying? This hasn't been good. It's it's been a lot of fun actually. <laughs> okay, been, good. I'm, I'm having a blast. <laughs> oh, good. Me uh, too. <laughs> anyway, don't go anywhere. We're li- you're listening to the Life Radio Show. We will be right back. So I was just I was just lying in bed and I was thinking about something. So, so there's a lot of people who are just like you know, or so much about everything having to be perfect all the time that they kind of miss the magic it's uh, going on around them. Like, some people just get so caught up, you know, trying to, trying to cross their I's and dot their T's that they kind of miss the, the whole point of the sentence entirely. So, you know, stop waiting for everything to be perfect. Just sort of enjoy what you got. Okay, I'm going to go back to bed now. Let me tell you about my ex. She always sends me a text while she's having sex with other guys. I thought the love we had wasn't all that bad. That's why I'm mad at the text she sent last night. She texted this I'm lying here naked With no need to fake it Like I did while making love to you This new guy I got Makes me super hot Something that you could never do Your love-making style Would make some girls smile You're kind of Scream your name, you were awful, and this guy is. 
announcement from the Nurses Guild of Florida. Home health aides or nurses invited in your home is an important issue family-wide. Where you get your private duty service is of critical importance. Did you know hiring a friend of a friend or even a recommendation from your church puts you and your family at risk for workers' compensation? A back injury will cost sixty to one hundred thousand dollars and a slip and fall up to three times that amount. Do you know if the caregiver in your home has a history of abuse, neglect, or theft? Do they have a history of drug abuse or have an addiction? The Nurses Guild conducts full level two criminal background checks. Is the labor law particular to home care being obeyed or are you unknowingly setting up your estate for claims of unpaid time and a half? Why not get your private duty from a five-star Medicare home health agency, the experts at home care? You get properly trained and supervised personnel, workman's compensation coverage, criminal background checks, proper adherence to applicable labor law, all to shield you from lawsuits. All of our home health aides and nurses are fully screened, supervised, and COVID tested. Here at the Nurses Guild, we have nurses from every specialty. No matter what your diagnosis, we have the right caregiver for you. Call the Nurses Guild today to arrange your home health visit at 954-596-9806 for Broward County and 561-826-8937 for Palm Beach County. Remember, health care put off is health care too late. Stay safe during the pandemic. Wear a mask and insist those around you wear a mask. Wash your hands frequently and stay home as much as possible. Hey, what's up, guys? This is Chris Fristali of Breaking the Fourth Wall. If you enjoy our show, you can find it on YouTube. Just look up Realm of the Mist Entertainment or just look up Realm of the Mist Entertainment on Anchor.fm, Apple iTunes, Spotify, Pandora, iHeartRadio, or wherever quality podcasts can be heard. And also you can find us on all the social medias. Just look for Realm of the Mist Entertainment. And I will catch you on the other side. Liar! I'll cut your lying throat for lying! I'm a cow! A big, hip, fat, nasty, buttermilk-making cow! All right, hey, welcome back to the Life Radio Show. I'm your host, Don Smith. We are still Zooming along with, uh, with Alex. Are you still with me? I'm still Zooming. Still Zooming. That's I know in the radio thing. biz they called them phoners before. Are they called Zoomers now? Okay, Zoomer. Yeah. <laughs> I, think it's a, I think it's a thing. Uh, yeah, they should. They should. I like it. 
that beats those Skypers, because you know how those ones are. <laughs> yeah. Skype. Yeah. Skype. <laughs> Skype's got to be feeling left out of this. They're like, why did everyone go to Zoom? That's true. That's yeah, COVID, that's another casualty of the coronavirus is Skype. Yeah. And nobody's I talking it, about it. I found it suspicious that like the sign in front of the Wuhan wet market says brought to you by Zoom. <laughs> hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe maybe they're responsible. Yeah, we're on to something here. Mm-hmm. All right, are we ready for some news stories? I like it. All right, let's let's see what kind of what kind of entertainment we have uh, right now. Let's see. A Taiwan student broke a Guinness World Record when he was able to bounce a soap bubble uh, 290 times on his hand before it popped. Uh, Chang Yu Tei of uh, Taoyun. Uh, said he became interested in bubble performance after <laughs> after seeing a video online of someone else attempting the record, and he started to practice for his own attempt. Uh, Guinness Gosh. tweeted a video showing Chang's official attempt. He was able to complete 290 bounces with a single bubble, enough to capture the record. Wow. I just and I, cannot imagine the amount of women he's must have now. That is true. Cause it, you, it takes a delicate hand to bounce a soap bubble without popping it. <laughs> yeah. It, he's going to find the right spots. He's swimming in it. <laughs> swimming in the bubbles. And it looks like judging from the video, he's got a rubber glove on too. I, I would think that would be cheating. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, I think it's condoned by the international federation of, Bubble bouncing. Bu- bubble, what was it? Bubble the I- performance. Yeah, the, yeah, the <laughs> IFBBP. Yes. <laughs> yep, the International Bubble Performance. <laughs> yeah, that's... Well, Imagine somebody, putting somebody that on has, your resume. Somebody has to regulate it. I mean, you've got to <laughs> yes. have the right safety gear on, the right padding. You don't want to... You don't want to... you got to take your bubbling seriously. <laughs> yes. I know Sorry, the thing I'm about gonna... playing with bubbles... Is if you want to do it right, it's got to be very regimented. Yes, yes. I'm going to write down taking your take your bubbling seriously. <laughs> just, just just in case, you know. Sometimes yes. I've I've had as like as many as seven or eight episode titles before during a show, <laughs> and then it's just a, the the hell of trying to pick through them. Yes, and find just the right one. I so, like it. <laughs> but yeah, you definitely you you don't want. You don't to all you amateur bubble performers out there. Yeah, just stay safe. Stay safe. These yeah. are these are rough times. We don't want any more soap bubble injuries. Right. I mean, it can Man. get in your eye. It, it burns <laughs> slightly. Yeah. That's yeah. you don't want that. Safety glasses. Safety glasses Man. and and eye. Protection. Do they have like the rebroadcast of this event somewhere? I really want to see it. <laughs> see it, and I want to know who the color commentators are. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Th- this is uh, UPI.com is the news source. You can find it on there, and it does have the video of of Miss of, of Young Chang. Uh, All these young, fake young sporting events, not, but, you know, yeah. <coughs> All these yes. fake sporting events have these color commentators that act like they're a veteran of the sport that has now retired. Right, <laughs> and so I yeah. can only imagine what the bubble performance color commentators are like. Oh yeah, they're definitely they're probably way too excited about bubbles. Yeah. I knew when I was past my prime, I was 
just the popping got to me. <laughs> Man, I couldn't yeah. take it anymore. They couldn't take the pressure. Oh yeah, it's it's a, it's a high pressure. The bubble <laughs> game is not for uh, it's not for the faint faint of heart. Oh no, it is. I definitely, remember when yeah. uh, when Michael Jordan retired from from bowl. bubbling. <laughs> yeah, and he went to go bubble, and everyone yeah. kind of thought it was a, a weird. Career, yeah, man. yeah, it's it's true. It's like you can't you can't be a uh, the best in every sport. Mm-hmm. <laughs> leave, leave the bubbling to the bubblers. Uh huh. Just stick so with the, basketball. Do the Taiwanese have kind of a bubbling dynasty? Is that what I'm understanding from that article? They should. I, if yeah. they don't, they're probably working on it. I mean, it's the, definitely. Yeah. Has the U.S. been able to challenge their bubbling dominance? I don't think well, so. I don't hmm. think so. I think I think the U.S. has been kind of on the on just just on the on the backfield of bubble. Yeah, we're on the years. bubble actually. Yeah. <laughs> we just feel like we're on a bubble right now, and it's about to pop. So yeah, that's we're worried uh, that's, about that bubble. Yeah, we're, there are a lot of bubbles getting ready to pop yeah. <laughs> this year. Definitely. Yeah, must be nice Taiwan to be focused on literal bubbles. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Must be nice. Well, they're probably on lockdown too. That's why this guy's looking for something to do. So he, <laughs> yeah, he got, decides he's going to bounce a bubble on his hand as long as he possibly yeah. can. Yeah, there's probably no federation. It's probably just him. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but he just, he just, he, he uh, imagined seeing the video of other bubblers that got him interested <laughs> in the sport. It's all in his head. Yeah, um, got to imagine the Guinness Book of World Records people getting that phone call. You do what? <laughs> oh, but you wear a glove? Good. Yeah, because that's regulation. It's a regulation yeah. bubble glove. <laughs> we wouldn't want you to get injured. Right. <laughs> those, those soap bubbles can be sharp. Yeah. Slice a finger clean off. If you ask any of the old-timer bubblers, they, they think that the newer generation of bubble performers are kind of wimps. Yeah. Back in their soft. day, back in their day, there were no gloves. Yeah. Full contact. Skin to bubble contact. <laughs> it was full contact bubbling. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> There's another episode title. <laughs> yeah, let me write it down. It, <laughs> yeah. This might just have like 18 subtitles. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to be the longest, sub, <laughs> longest titled episode I've ever had. Uh, by the time you and just finish reading all the titles, the episode's over. Right, and we're going to enter it into the Guinness Book of World Records as longest podcast episode title ever. And I think we got a shot. I think you should you should do that. Just make sure you wear rubber gloves while oh, yeah. doing it. Oh, yeah, yeah. definitely got to wear your uh, your PPE. <laughs> <laughs> the PPE is mandated by the IFBBP. Oh, I see. Uh, <laughs> oh my god! Uh, wildlife officials in Florida are taking care of an unusual snake brought in by a woman whose cat dragged the circuit in serpent inside her home, leading to the discovery that the reptile had two heads. Uh, Kay Rogers said her daughter's cat, Olive, uh, brought a snake into the living room of the family's Palm Harbor home, and after rescuing the reptile from the feline, they noticed the small snake has two heads. Originally, I thought my daughter was kidding when she said that. Then I saw him, and I was amazed. I had never seen anything like that, Roger said. The snake, a black racer, 
that uh, Roger's daughter named Dose, <laughs> however, <laughs> is, now, is now in the care of the Florida Fish and Wildlife Conservation Commission Research, oh, Research Institute. So it's Florida. They'll know how to handle it. Yeah, <laughs> man. I was just, as you were reading that, I'm like, I just hope they cooked that two-headed snake properly because right. I can't take an another temperature I can't take the yeah. 200 two-headed snake flu yeah that is definitely also, because I will tell you this is not I actually reported on a different two-headed <laughs> snake story yesterday whoa or not yet from two Florida snakes. no in North oh. Carolina I believe oh, okay yeah, and this yeah, the conjo- it's a conjoined heads on a single body is what this snake is. Both heads have the tongue and can flick and react to the movement. So it's yeah, it's Oh it's, wow. Dang. Yeah, that's it's legit. It is a legit. Yeah. It's a conjoined snake, right. not a not the politically incorrect Siamese snake. Right. <laughs> right, exactly. We want to not offend which ironically you can find at the Wuhan market. Right. No, the the other snake was a uh, it was a black rat snake in North Carolina that had two heads. Okay, and they named it Double Trouble. <laughs> That's a good name too, right? <laughs> that must that must be a privilege to have the opportunity to name a two headed snake. And both in both cases, they nailed it. I think. Oh yeah, well, dose. You got You got to get it right. Dose and Double Trouble. That's. And that's interesting that there was one in North Carolina because I was going to say that you didn't even need to tell me where that news story originated from. I feel like the Florida was just implied. Right. That's why I had to clarify that the other one was North Carolina. (laughs) Because, you know, I don't don't want any confusion here. So, Uh uh-oh, we got... North Carolina, also known as North Florida. (laughs) Pretty close, pretty close. Mm-hmm. Uh, nine members of the same family in China died after eating spoiled noodles that had been kept in the freezer for nearly a year, authorities said. The family living in Northeast Project province of uh, not even going to attempt it ate a small corn, ate the homemade corn noodles for breakfast on October 5th, according to the Independent, citing a state-run media report. The noodles made from fermented corn flour are a common dish in the region, but hours after chowing down, those who consume the noodles fell ill. So, yeah, they apparently... Have we learned nothing from 2020? (laughs) China, get it together. Yes, now the noodles. Now now the noodles are killing people. Okay, we've got the bat flu, the two-headed snake flu, and now the noodle flu. Right. The noodle flu, as you know, ravaged Italy. Just devastating. <laughs> That's where my dad's family is from, and it's was just tragic. Yeah, they, how many? How many were lost to the great noodle flu? <laughs> <laughs> the bodies piled up, and it was very reminiscent. The blood was everywhere. Right, ha- half-eaten noodles still <laughs> spilling forth from their mouth. It was. It was the pile tragic. of bodies along with the blood just made it look like a giant bowl of fettuccine <laughs> yeah, the, tra- the tragic side of pasta <laughs> you just can't <laughs> that is how i'd want to go though is ODing on pasta that like doesn't sound bad 
All right, that sounds great. So I think I mean, they were secretly crushing it. Those. Yeah, yeah. Well, as soon as uh, they, they, doesn't the Olive Garden still have the never-ending pasta bowl? I can mm-hmm. see somebody doing that there. <laughs> at, <laughs> at some point, they do a, a pasta intervention. <laughs> like, look, we yeah. were a little uncomfortable approaching you, but as you know, when you're here, you are family. That's true. So yeah, they're definitely going to have to intervene. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's, you, you can't, you can't, you know, fr- family doesn't let family OD on, uh, <laughs> on Olive Garden pasta. That's, <laughs> oh my gosh. Breadsticks, maybe. Yeah. Breadsticks, we might just let them have a, you know, let them have a tear. They'll be fine. But you know. Well, they've really got that pasta. secret thing that they do at Olive Garden where like shirts, sure, unlimited breadsticks but the longer your visit is the more stale the breadsticks right. they bring you <laughs> right right they, they have the stale ones they've been here for two hours just uh-huh. go get them out of the bucket yeah they're unlimited but you have to break your teeth on this right see i think they i think if you've been there a certain amount of time they just try to uh, put like half breadsticks together out of the dishes that they clean off of other tables. Yeah, and they glue it together with Alfredo right. sauce. <laughs> right, because you'll never know. You're going to dip it in your sauce anyway. Yeah. So it's kind of like pre-dipped. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and they know you'll eat it because that's how far into yeah. the... There is an end to the yeah, unending once you've been and you don't want to see that. Yeah, once you've been at the Olive Garden for so long, they know mm-hmm. you're going to eat whatever they put in front of you. It's a dark place. It's like the event horizon on a black hole. No one's seen <laughs> it, but it, it's there. The end of the never-ending pasta bowl. Yes, yes. It's normal to start feeling a bit down when you suddenly find yourself isolated from your friends and loved ones. A lot of people have become uh, regretfully aware of that as the coronavirus quarantine keeps going on. But who would have thought that a fish could also show symptoms of loneliness? Uh, we didn't know fish were that aware of their surroundings, but that's the case with Miko, a three feet long, 35 pound grouper. The 16 year old fish resides in an aquarium at Sea Life Helsinki, uh, located in the capital of Finland. Uh, we recently covered a story about dogs sniffing out COVID-19 infections at a Finnish airport as well. Seems like there's something about the Rona and Nordic animals. Uh, anyway, as the coronavirus hit Finland, Sea Life Helsinki was forced to close its doors to the public. This affected Miko in a way no one could have foreseen. He became defre- depressed. A fish depression is a real thing. Uh, can you reference- tell? <laughs> I don't know. They just don't have the same zest for swimming around in circles <laughs> that they had before. Just the blank expression on the fish's yeah, face. Yeah. We could tell. I think those fins are kind of projecting. Yes. Also to be a fish in, a, in Finland where the nickname is the fins. It's got to yeah. be fun. Yeah. You would think that would just pep you up right there. Yeah. Maybe that's why he's depressed. No more puns. <laughs> a representative of the aquarium aquarium told uh, live science that Miko lives alone in a large tank without other fish to keep him company. When people stopped visiting him as well, he became more still and distant than usual. And <laughs> you know, didn't talk as much, you know, kind of kept to himself. Uh, so in an attempt yeah. to cheer him up, the staff at the aquarium decided to throw him a birthday party. <laughs> uh, whether it was actual his actual birthday, the story doesn't tell, but 
Uh, really, it's an excuse to have a party, so who cares? Uh, the birthday boy naturally needed a cake, but frosting and sugar aren't really in a grouper's natural diet. So instead, he got a plate full of salmon fillets, which he devoured with great gusto. So that's all it takes. Okay. All it takes to cheer okay. up the fish okay. salmon fillets. Okay, so as a performer, all right, as a person who needs attention all the time, you're telling me that a group of scientists was more interested in the depression of a fish than the ravaging depression that I have taken on having the same issue as Miko. This is ridiculous. Yes, that's, this, that, this is 2020. And knowing that this fish got no, more no, attention than me. This is the life radio show. This isn't 2020. Never mind. <laughs> Wrong show. I thought I was somewhere else for a minute. I'm. Uh, am I Barbara Walt? No. Okay. How's that show been doing? <laughs> I, I, yeah, it's got... Is the I'd whole show just, this is 2020, and then it's the end of the show? Right. You just, you turn on the, and your TV explodes, I think. Is yeah, it what, just says, yeah. this is 2020. Yeah. And Boom! <laughs> literally just the opening title sequence plays and that's it. Yep, yeah, and they're just shrapnel flying through the air. That's, that's, yeah. as soon as it opens. <laughs> oh, let's, let's see. We'll, we'll find. Freaking Miko. I want to eat Miko. Undercooked. Oh, don't do see it. See how he likes it. No, I mean, there's he, no way this stupid-ass fish deserves more attention than me. <laughs> I also haven't been able to afford, perform as much Miko, but some of us just have to put our crap together. Yep. Yeah, there's no team of scientists throwing you a birthday party, is there? No. That's, yeah. Miko's kind of a jerk, I think. Just, just, mm-hmm. a, just a, one of those attention hogs that you know mm-hmm. gets in the way of all of us other attention hogs. <laughs> I, I literally that story made me want to move to Finland and jump into that fish tank just to get some validation and attention. Uh, okay, we'll we'll do one more. A woman in upstate New York was arrested Sunday for allegedly using six children to steal Trump campaign signs from people's homes, according to the Montgomery County Sheriff's Office. Uh, Deanna Algarin. Uh, 45 is charged with six counts of endangering the welfare of a child, criminal possession of stolen property, petty larceny, marijuana possession, as well as two citations for seatbelt violations involving children less than 15 years old. Uh, (laughs) Algorin's arrest uh, followed an investigation in the stolen Trump campaign signs (laughs) from locations in Montgomery and Schenectady County. A uh, New York State police officer pulled over Algren on the Highway 103 after Montgomery County dispatchers were able to locate her vehicle. The campaign signs were located inside her vehicle, the sheriff's office said. Uh, she must appear in court in the towns of Amsterdam, Glen, and Glenville at later to Amsterdam. Well, now we get now we understand the marijuana charges, I guess. Oh, there you go. <laughs> So yeah, don't. Isn't steal that the name of the lady that directed Cuties? Isn't what's that? that? Isn't that the name of the lady that directed Cuties? She just took all the kids out from the Netflix show right. Cuties <laughs> to Netflix steal the, just said, the We can't do this. We're going to steal political signs. Yep. <laughs> Save the children. <laughs> Makes sense. Well, you got to raise them right, I guess. Yeah. I don't know. That's. <laughs> 
I like that they got the seatbelt buckling charge in there. Right. Like, I don't even know if I can corroborate this news story. If it's coming from the lamestream media, if you know what that I mean. is true. That is, well, no, this is off of Fox News. Oh, okay, I, I'll buy it. So this, yeah. So this one's this one's definitely true. Mm-hmm. Sure. <laughs> oh, so it, yeah, yeah. That's that's enough of that. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I'm going to give you. It's very couple. easy to return those signs. You just find the people that don't look like they're doing too great and you put the sign in front of their house that says yeah. keep America great <laughs> yeah. or make it great again. Either way. I think he just yeah. recycled the same signs half the time, you know? Yeah. <laughs> Which is good. It's smart. I mean, if you're in that much debt, you're going to want to save some money everywhere. You, can. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you know those, those, those $20 campaign signs, you don't want to waste money on those. If you're no. at a half a billion in debt, no, you can just put the word stakes over Pence's name and try and get back into that business. Yeah, there you go. It's, it's got the stakes. signs already made up. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. Or Make America stake or... again. That's what I say. <laughs> uh, well, all right. I'm going to give you a couple minutes right now. If you have any social media, if you have a website anywhere you want people to go and check you out, or if you have any shows coming up, I'm not sure if things are, you said some things were opened up around you now. Yeah, you can find a list of my super spreader events on uh, <laughs> my website, alexveluto.com. And all my, uh, um, all my social media is on there too. I have a Facebook and a, a Twitter, uh, Instagram, and uh, a YouTube, very awesome. popular site. And, I've, heard, uh, I've heard of that one. <laughs> and I just want to emphasize to all the listeners to vote and to vote for Trump. Trump 2020, everybody. Oh, <laughs> uh, yep. I, I've tried so hard not to get political on this show, but sometimes <laughs> yeah. I just can't help it. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry I did it. I normally That's... try not to, too, but <laughs> I feel like the people that would be upset at it would be happy that I'm endorsing our commander in chief officially. That's, that's true. That's true. You get, you got to try to make everybody happy or at least everybody angry one way. Yeah. You, you got to get everybody in one camp. You're about bringing yeah, so people I together like and I appreciate everyone that. is disappointed and that's kind of <laughs> what I wanted to accomplish. So as long as everyone's disappointed, I feel like I've been pretty apolitical. Right. You, you've, you've done your duty. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, thanks for being on the show. It was great talking to you. Great having you on. Uh, oh, yeah, thanks for having me. Yeah, hopefully we'll bump into each other in the comedy world at some Yeah, I'd love that. So, all right, thanks for being on. Thanks for listening to the Life Radio Show. Like I keep telling you guys, if you're going to keep listening, I'm just going to keep making them, I guess. All right, have a great night. Thanks for listening to the Life Radio Show podcast. Check it out wherever you listen to podcasts. Remember, if you want to listen live, we are on Tuesdays from 7 to 9 p.m. on WWSU 106.9 FM. You can also stream the show live at WWSU1069.org, and we go Facebook Live at the Life Radio Show's Facebook page. If you have suggestions or comments, feel free to email thelife1069 at gmail.com. So
overwhelms me. A brutal presence. Overwhelms me! They would be freaked out by how much I love and respect the 